Talking Finance with Brian Hirsch, making sense of your finance. A very good morning to you, Brian. Unfortunately, since the last time we spoke, you, of course, you called it, but yeah. Interest rates are slightly higher than they would. The price of petrol is probably going to be slightly higher by the time we talk again next week. Food is also in on the increase and, yeah, it's not looking good for us. Well, look, we've been talking about that. But the good news is, let's, you know, we've been talking about working South Africans. This morning, let's talk a little bit about pensioners who have been struggling for so long because all these food prices and the petrol prices has a major impact on people who are not working, who are retired. A lot of people never anticipated they would live as long as this. I mean, I've got clients, I've got three clients who turned 100 last year, and I've got two clients turning 100 this year. Who would have ever believed that I'd have clients of 100? I mean, who ever believed they would live that long? And all five on good health. So people don't realize that when you save for retirement, that you may live many, many years in retirement, more years than you've saved. But for pensioners, it is better news. And it's not, by the way, this is, not, this is only the start. Don't let anyone kid you that interest rates aren't going up. They're, they're thinking about interest rates going up in America anything between five and seven times in the next two years, and we probably will find interest rates up at those levels. At the moment, prime at seven and a half, we'll probably find interest rates somewhere in the order of anywhere between eight and a half and nine and a quarter percent. So for pensioners who are looking to uh, put money away, invest money, and earn income. Well, they've got lots of choices. I mean, they could—they're going to find that. Uh, I mean, the government retail bond five years, nine point two five percent. You can buy annuities from insurance companies. You can buy income plans. You can buy stable funds. So there are lots of choices. So those of you just who are pensioners who are sitting with money in the bank, earning the fours, the five, and the six percent, please get yourself a financial advisor, even if it's one of the bank financial advisors, to see what options you do have to eke out a little bit more income. And particularly at, in the older level, as your income is, if you're desperate for income, you're obviously not paying tax. So the gross rate is the same as the net rate. And what I mean by that is for those who are working and earning, you pay tax on interest earned anything above, I think it's 22800 if you're under 65 and 34500 if you're over 65. But anything over and above those figures gets added to your taxable income. So if you think you're getting 6%, have a look at what your taxable income is, what interest you're going to earn, and what your net rate may be. It could be as low as 4%. But for pensioners who are not paying tax and maybe they've got higher uh, tax brackets, they could find that the gross rate is not taxable and therefore it's a very good return. So speak to someone. I'm not going to go through all the options this, uh, this morning just to let you know. But for, but for those who are now, you know, I saw an article today about people uh, saying that with interest rates going up, maybe uh, buyers are, are not concerned about interest rates going up if they're buying property. All I can say is the first lesson in the property is try not to fall in love with the property. <laughs> fall in love with the staff, fall in love with the boyfriends and girlfriends. And when you're buying a property, I mean, don't try and fall in love with it because if you fall in love with it, you're going to pay extra just for falling in love with it. Buy a practical property. You can always make improvements at a later stage. Mm. This is a phenomenal market for a buyer, terrible market for sellers. Uh, I think I think it may be a great time. People are also not getting good rentals, but I think you know if you if you can satisfy the the lender 
to you of money that you can afford to, to pay the bond. I think these are great times to be buying. I'm talking about a lifestyle property. I'm not talking about investment property. But because uh, it's getting very much harder uh, for people to be saving for retirement. But certainly, you know, one of the cornerstones of your long financial freedom is to have a home paid for. You want to have no debt and you obviously want a good health care program. So look at if you're not those of you in rented homes, these are good times to be looking. And um, yes, interest rates will go up. So always calculate that whatever your bond rate is, ask the bondholder how much extra will you pay if interest rates are up one, one and a half percent. So at least you know and you have a buffer in case um, uh, well, when inter- not, not if when interest rates go up. But uh, you know, we you know, I, I said to you that with the petrol price, uh, the rand being weak and the oil price nearly touching ninety dollars. That's, a, that's going to have a major imp- impact on petrol. And diesel, I see, has gone up substantially more than, than, the, than the, the normal grades of petrol, making, making the cost of living very difficult, difficult for people to save. Um, but those that are working, be prepared to pay more for your debt. Remember, you first earn a salary, you pay tax, and then you pay your debt. You don't pay your debt before you pay before off your gross salary. You pay it off your net salary. So do those budgets, do those calculations before you start incurring any further debt. So, so Brian, just you know, you know, uh, a, a couple of things on the issue of the options that are available for for people who are needing a, a bit of income and you spoke specifically around those in retirement so you are advising them to reach out to financial advisors even those that are provided by their banks what should they say when they reach out to these people well firstly whoever you sit with whenever you do you've got to do a financial needs analysis You've got to understand the needs of the individual. I've got so I'm talking about people who may have a small pension and have got uh, saved money. They've got that money and it's available to be invested. Now, just remember that the dangers ahead of anyone investing is one, inflation, as we're starting to see prices rising, and two, longevity, as I mentioned earlier in the program, clients reaching 100. So you've got to understand you can't just leave your money in the bank. You've got to be looking for some growth. So a financial planner will put together a need. He'll have a look at what is, what are your needs? How do you eke from your capital or pension you've got to provide you with your monthly need? And then he'll say, but going forward, if you need a 10,000 rand today, in five years' time, you're going to be needing 15 or 16,000 rand. So how are we going to grow your capital? And grow your capital means you need to take on a little bit of risk. So it's a combination between certainty and security providing you with that income and combination of growing your capital to take into account both inflation and your longevity. And they need to look at your pension. They need to look at what you've got. You know, I've got clients now. I've got life insurance policies that in, in the age of 70. I ask them now, do you need life insurance any longer? You, you had life insurance to protect your loved to protect your loved ones in the event of premature death, but do you need the life policy now? Maybe now mm. you need to get rid of those life policies so that you're saving that money. That will then come off your expense budget, and you've got to do a budget with the individual. So it's a whole holistic financial working plan with the individual, not just saying uh, invested 5 or 6%. It's understanding what your needs are today and then what your needs are if your life expectancy is that much longer. Brian, we're going to take a quick break and then I want us to talk about some of the uh, points that you have mentioned around property.
Talking Finance with Brian Hirsch, making sense of your finance. Brian, I want us to get into the issue of buying property, especially given the fact that we're looking at interest rates that are on the increase. So this is likely going to be a time that, you know, interest rates are the lowest they will be in the next couple of years, you know, predicting and touching wood that we don't experience at least the kind of uh, devastation we saw when it came to the pandemic. So what what advice do you have for people then? Should If one is thinking about buying property, should this be the time to do it? Before you go, before we go into property, I started my radio career part-time with a, radio, with a station called Canny Radio. And my theme song was Where Is The Love? <laughs> I love it. I should, we didn't know that. I should have known. We would have played it for longer. That was my theme song, Where Is The Love? What a beautiful song. Okay, so the first thing is one needs to make sure that you, can, you choose a property you can afford, you know. You've got to, what, what tends to happen is, let's assume you're going to buy a property for, you've got, you can afford 800000 So you go along to see a property and, they, and you really like the property and mm-hmm. you have to go up to eight fifty. Then the agent comes back to you and said, no, you know, you can get it for another 25000 and you now it's only 25000 more on the eight hundred and fifty, but you're already 50000 above what you can really afford. So the starting point is don't get hooked in to a property which is out of your range. Make sure the property that, you, 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 um, that you're going to purchase, remember you've got to put a deposit down, so you've got to work out how much cash you've got available. There may be some costs that you need to look separately, and then, don't get, and then you've got to decide, I've got to, I'm going to get a bond, how much can I afford, and then build into that bond the extra one, one and a half percent of interest rate so you understand, because the best investment anyone can make, anyone listening to this program, if you've got a bit of spare cash, put it into your bond. Get that bond paid off sooner. And make sure you just inform the bank that I'm putting more into my bond and it must go against capital, not interest. But make sure that, so affordability, and you've got to put down a deposit. And as I said, don't fall in love with the property because you're going to end up paying a lot more. Don't let your wife or husband talk you in because you love the property. So those are the important things. Do I think it's a good time to buy a property? I don't think there can be a better time for working South Africans and people, certainly in the middle class to low income, buying properties. The high priced properties are still probably, you know, I was seeing, I, I was re- came back from Cape Town and I was reading an article of the eight properties or ten properties that were sold in Cape Town for 850 million, the most expensive being 190 million. So we're not talk- we're talking about the, the average person buying an average home. I think these are great times. Remember, you never know why someone is a seller. So you can make any offer you like, particularly if you're a first-time buyer or you you, you know that you don't have another home to sell. The problem is when you have another home to sell and you have to put an offer in subject to the sale of your other home. That becomes a problem. So the danger is do I sell my home first before I buy? Also a problem, I did that once and uh, I nearly got divorced. I hated my wife for six months. She (laughs) talked me into selling my home, which I loved, and then I couldn't find another home. I don't think I spoke to her for six months. I don't think I'm still speaking to her. Fifteen <laughs> years later, I'm not sure. But anyway, I'm just saying. So oh, that's very important. And also the position, 
have a look at where you want to be because position is important in relation mm. to your work, to your schools, to where you have to travel because there are all those extra costs when you travel. If you buy a home far away, then you're going to travel to work. Maybe you've got to do a lot more. Petrol's costing a lot of money. So take all those peripheral costs into account, that extra cost. I mean, if you're living in Midrand and working in Johannesburg uh, and your school children are at different schools and mom and dad are all running around, Build that in because then, you know, an extra thousand rand in petrol can virtually get you something like six or seven hundred thousand rand extra bonds. Mm. So you need to build all that in to when you're looking to buy a home. But your question to me is do I think this is a good time? Kathy, I do think it's a great time. All right, fantastic. Let me quickly take Barry in East London. Barry, good morning. Good morning, Kathy. How are you? Morning, Brian. Morning. Thank you for the wonderful show. Brian, a quick question. I'm a 61-year-old male, and I've got a life policy, uh, which obviously only pays out at the time of my death, all right? And uh, earlier you said, um, how do I get rid of that life policy, which is, uh, uh, you know, I'm still fairly young, uh, I would like to say. So what do I do with this life policy uh, that, that I currently have, and I've been paying this policy for the last 20 years? Barry, the first question is your need for life insurance today as compared to 20 years ago. I mean, you took out a policy 20 years ago. What was the reason? Was it to protect families in the event of premature death? No, no, I, I mean, just to secure my family as well. Does that need fall in the way? Sorry, I didn't hear. Has the need for protecting your family fallen away? Uh, well... Not, not really. I, I would still like to secure them, although my wife is also, uh, she'll be retiring this year. My daughter is uh, self-sufficient. She works on her own. Uh, and I've just got two kids, which is my daughter, and, and I've got a son who is also, uh, he'll, he'll be working soon. So um, I, I don't know, Brian, to be honest. I'm, well, I'm not well, sure. Barry, I'm going to give tables off what it sounds like. sounds like your need for the life insurance company cover that you had 20 years ago, you still need. I mean, you know, both of you, I would assume both you and your wife work, which because you yes. your wife's got a pension. Yes. Which, am I, am yes. I correct? Correct, correct. So, so, family so we two incomes. It's a, you're a double income family. Both, both yes. of your incomes help to support the family. If something happened to you and there's no life insurance, will your wife have sufficient? Have you done the numbers? Not sufficient today, but if there's any debt and if there's any educational fees still ahead of you, and then what about inflation for your wife? If your wife's going to retire, I don't need to tell you that her needs could be, you know, have you done your retirement planning to see how much money we'll have, both of us at retirement, or one of us separately, one of us passes away. So there's a lot you need to do before you can decide on giving up a policy. I'm saying where the need was high to have life to cover when you had children and you had debt, you had education costs, and those needs have all disappeared, particularly elderly people maybe in their 70s and 75s when they built up other assets and their children will still inherit and they're struggling. Then there's a need to give up life insurance or reduce life insurance. But certainly when the needs still exist, I would never advise people, but you need to understand why have you got the life cover. Thanks, Brad. Thank you so much, eh? Thanks, Barry. Thank you very much. 
All right. Thanks, Barry. Thanks for that call. Barry is out in East London. Uh, So, Brian, we've got about just over a minute left. And I've got uh, a question here. And this is, oh, I don't know what I did with that question. All right. I seem to to have lost uh, the question. There we go. Uh, It's from Jay who says, Brian, I'm retired and have just sold my property and have 2.5 million. I need to invest this to generate a monthly income. Please advise on investment. Yeah, Jay, as I said to you, all, now there are a whole range of different investments. At the moment, I would imagine you've got it in the money market account in your bank, earning a low rate of interest. That's fine. You don't need to take on risk. But I think you need to stay. You've just retired, and therefore you've got life ahead of you. But I don't know your circumstances, so you need to get hold of a financial advisor. You can phone me. Uh, my number is, I'll give my number out to my radio callers, 11 Zero one one double eight zero four triple eight. I did try to get hold of all the people that I called that called me last week, and I must tell you, I left messages. So if you if you didn't get a message, please call me back, Kathy. That's for uh, I know you're going you're going now to to take the interviews of our judges, uh, and I suppose I have to be penalised to shorten my program. What can I do? <laughs> oh, Brian, why are you making me feel bad? I won't make you feel bad. No, we, 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 we couldn't end it off on a good note. Now I must carry the burden. No, huh? I'll bring you flowers next Monday. I'm looking forward to my flowers. Please add chocolates to that. I'm being demanding because it's been over two, well, about two years of promises to see you and to have you in studio. So I think I deserve flowers and chocolate by now. Lovely, Kathy. All All the best to our listeners. Brian, thank you so much, as always, uh, for your great financial advice. Uh, Talking finance with Brian Hirsch. Tell you what, if you implement only half of what uh, Brian says, it really does make a huge difference. Uh, So we really, really appreciate the fact that Brian takes his time out uh, to share this advice with all of us. It's 10.30 and Musa has your headlines.